Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from the Highlights Foundation, offering intimate and inspiring workshops for children's authors and illustrators. I've loved each of my visits to Highlights for the time away to write, the opportunity to be in community with other writers, the talented and supportive faculty, the delicious meals and wonderful accommodations, and, quite frankly, the opportunity to get away from distractions and to write in the mountains of Northeast Pennsylvania. They've got some really outstanding workshops I want to highlight, including Nurturing Your Artistic Voice, a guide for kid-lit rebels and risk-takers, September 22nd to 25th, 2019, with Newbery-winning author Meg Medina, author-illustrator Carolyn D. Flores, and associate art director Elise Lee. And specifically for picture book illustrators, Storytelling Through Drawing, Discovering Your Visual Voice and Style, October 17 to 20, 2019, with James Ransom, Anna Raff, Jerry Pinckney, Lucy Ruth Cummins, and Sean Qualls. You and your career are worth the investment. Learn more about these and other workshops and online courses by visiting highlightsfoundation.org slash programs. From an outlawed idea to words taking root, is there any force more powerful than story? This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 527. I'm your host, Matthew Winner, and today I'm speaking with Rasheen Kieri about The Book Tree, authored by Paul Sajak, as well as Story Boat, authored by Keo McClear. Rasheen and I have been trying to find the opportunity to record for some time now, but I don't think either of us expected to do so live in front of conference attendees. Even so, I absolutely treasured this time. We had to talk books, to woo over Rasheen's art, and to affirm the power of story. Recorded at the Live at 25 podcast booth at the Soundgarden Pavilion in the Exhibit Hall at the American Library Association's annual conference in June, please welcome my guest, Rasheen Kieri, author, illustrator of Saffron Ice Cream, as well as illustrator of The Book Tree and Story Boat. Welcome to the Children's Book Podcast. I'm here with my friend Rasheen. Would you mind introducing yourself and who you are and what you do for those people that haven't met you yet? Hi, Matthew. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, 
Uh, I'm Roshin Khairie. I'm the author and illustrator of children's books. Um, and then um, I'm happy to answer your questions. Well, I'm so glad <laughs> that I have found your work from probably from Scholastic with saffron flavored ice cream. I love that beautiful, beautiful book. That's right. Um, from the book tree with Paul Sajak to I was so excited to see Storyboat that Keo McClear wrote. Yeah, um, so exciting. You are, I know you're very well published and you are very widely published, but you're also publishing gorgeous books and you're really helping bring a lot of beautiful art to children. So I feel grateful to thank that. I'll say thank you to you for that. Thank you so much. So I would love to know, jumping in, Rajin, how you make your art. You're working with traditional mediums, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I love to uh, get my hands dirty with, with paints and uh, working um, on or, original artworks. Um, and I love to do my illustrations uh, by oil and acrylic and do collages and then uh, using printmaking, pretty much like uh, I'm using mixed media, everything yeah. you can find, the real feathers or anything you can think of, it could be in my illustration. Did you come from finding strength in this from, I don't know, art school, design school, or have you just always felt drawn to art? Uh, well, um, I studied art um, uh, in Iran. Um, yeah. um, I went to art school when I was 16 years old. Uh, that was the first female art school in Tehran uh, named Azadegan. So I went there, and in, in that um, age, I just uh, fell, got fell in love with uh, making illustration. In the illustration class, I, loved, I fell in love with making uh, working for uh, children's uh, literature and stuff. And from there, uh, I went to working with children's magazines in Tehran, and uh, eventually I got involved with uh, publication inside Iran and then working with uh, foreign publishers in, uh, around the world. Well, I, I love the voice that you have as an illustrator. I think I said this to you before when we met. <laughs> yeah. But I love the color story that you use. You tend to pick four colors and just let them dance across the page and take on different roles. And you do that in the book tree so beautifully. If I can share this one, then I'd love to have you later tell me about Storyboat because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> but in the book tree, it's about a mayor who decides to ban all books because all books. words are dangerous and uh, says things like, books are dangerous. I don't trust them. They act like seeds which grow into ideas and ideas turn into questions. I will tell you what you need to know and then with that books are banned and he buries the books in the water until this boy finds how to bring story back it's beautiful that, that's true that's a lovely story by Paul Sajak that, yeah. that's a lovely story very timely that that character the mayor who bans the books kind of remembers you some people like <laughs> President Trump who bans travel for some countries so it's a really timely Book, but Arlo, the uh, little boy in the story, he just stood up by his dreams, and then because he loves reading books, and then he stood by his, his dreams and uh, make his own uh, magical book tree. I, I love the way that when the mayor is tearing up the books, that you've used collage, you've used real books, real words, but also languages from all across the world. 
that this is really all language that this mayor has an issue with, all printed words. That's right, yeah. I use the, um, uh, I use the collages from different papers with different languages, and basically they were based on the, uh, uh, the books that uh, Barefoot, Barefoot Books, the publisher, um, um, published those. So I use uh, collages from uh, their actual oh, wow. uh, different languages books they published. Actually banning their actual books. That's so cool. The, the response that Arlo witnesses of what life looks like when, when we have nothing to read, that yeah, teachers be- can't teach and that actors can't act because we have no no words and the the chef can't make dishes because there are no cookbooks um and Life i love is going to be boring it's boring there's yeah, nothing, nothing but then i love that paul brings it back in the way that words probably started for all of us which is through spoken language that then gets written down exactly was nice exactly he did a great job i love this story since the first uh, time I read it, and then I uh, quickly accepted the project. It, it was really lovely, and I enjoyed working with the um, design team in Barefoot Books. Um, yeah, and they uh, they let me, they gave me freedom to do my art the way I, I love. The limited color palette I use, and then yeah. yeah, so they were so open to that. Thank you. Why Thank use you. a? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why use such a limited? color palette, do you find that your creativity really is brought out by, by, by limitation? Um, yeah, kind of. Um, I don't like to uh, make like, lots of uh, distraction for, for kids um, by all different colors that um, you, you don't need it. Actually, based on this story, I usually use a limited color palette for my, for my books. And for this one, I want it to be like a universal um, uh, book, so uh, I wanted to use the main uh, colors like um, uh, yellow, red, um, uh, and blue, blue. Yeah. and then just with black, and make or the whole uh, illustration based on that. That so. reliance on primary colors and having the reds always be the same red and the blues always be the same blue really, I think, allows our eyes to center on the words and on the shapes and how you've told story that way. I think I think it's a beautiful book. Yeah. I like the way the two of you accomplished this story together. Yeah, that was a pleasure for me. So, we have some time. Okay. Do you want to talk to me about the story boat? What, what, so, Keo McLear wrote this book, but I haven't read it yet. Can you tell me about the story? Um, that's a, such a beautiful story um, that Keo wrote it about. That's about uh, a, a refugee siblings that uh, and, the, and it's about their journey to find a new home um, based on uh, out of their dreams and, and stories in the, in the middle of the war and all those crises and uh, migration. So that's a lovely story. These siblings have a wild imagination. They imagine that the, like the, the cup um, that they usually drink from it it's, can be a boat so they can travel to a would you mind safe if I, place. Would you mind if I read some of it? Sure. I'll read from the start. Here we are. What's that? Well, here is... Here is just here. Or here. Here is this cup, old and fine, warm as a hug. Every morning, as things keep changing, we sit wherever we are and sip, sip, sip. 
sippy sip sip uh, from this cup and this cup is a home and that's we get to the illustration that you were saying yeah, the cup becomes like a, boat. a boat and I, and as we proceed through i know we go to different objects exactly what does the process look like for you to receive this manuscript and then find your story in the illustrations uh, well, uh, Tundra is a publisher, Penguin Random House in Canada, and then um, uh, Tara Walker just uh, sent me this story, and they said they they had uh, struggling for two years to find the right person to illustrate this really? story. Yeah, and then I said I would be happy to give it a try, uh, and then they said, okay, there is no guarantee. There are other illustrations we're considering, and the author is really specific on the <laughs> artworks for the book. And then I accepted, so I gave them some uh, different techniques, different styles uh, of my illustration, and then finally they uh, picked me as the illustrator, and I'm so happy. I love that. that there was searching involved, and that it led to you, and yeah. you, you to this book. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations on Thank the upcoming you. books and for having so many beautiful ones out already. Um, I want to wrap up our time by closing with this question that I ask on the show, which is that I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Well, um, I would say they should read lots of books. Books are so amazing. And then um, stand by their dreams and then follow their dreams creativity and um, imagination can change the world and yeah have a great summer <laughs> this is Darshna Kiani author of How to Wear a Sari coming in fall 2020 want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature check out www dot d-a-r-s-h-a-n-a-k-h-i-a-n-i dot com forward slash South Asian Kid Lit. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast our theme music is by Pottington Bear care of the free music archive all views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced want to help out the show writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook Twitter word of mouth or any other means helps reach more listeners which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Sarah, Kate, Lisa, Darshna, Marianne, Jarrett, Anitra, Mike, Lynn, Link, Karina, Cynthia, Elaine, Doug, Judy, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Teresa, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to come with us, too. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. 
teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.